You're listening to the Weekly Parsha Podcast with Ari Goldwag, recorded with Hashem's never-ending assistance in 5784, 2023. This week's Parsha is Parsha's Hazinu, and I'd like to share with you a thought based on the Medrash, and hopefully we can connect it also to the Yom Kippur, which is coming up, the Day of Atonement. Perhaps we can have a little bit of an idea how to approach the day. So, the Medrash tells us, the Pasuk says, Moshe Rabbeinu is going to sing the song, he's going to speak out this poem, which represents the relationship of the Jewish people with Hashem. If we keep the Torah, everything is going to be awesome. If we don't, if heaven forbid, we veer away from Hashem's will, so then things are not going to be so good. But he places, Moshe Rabbeinu places the Shemaim and the Aretz, the heavens and the earth, which constantly accompany, accompany us. And as before, explained, the explained, the, the human being, the Jewish person, is composed of a soul, which is heavenly, and a physical body, which is earthly. And these two, the heaven and the earth, the heavens and the earth, these two beings, let us call them, or, or components of reality, they stay the course with the Jewish people. They're here for us, reminding us where we come from and reminding us of this deal that we have with Hashem, this commitment that we have, this covenant that we need to stick to Hashem, we need to be His people. But now what I'd like to share with you here is the Medrash that speaks about how Moshe Rabbeinu asks the heavens and the earth to listen. To, to be quiet, and to listen to his words. First thing I'd like to share with you that the Medrash says, Hashem says, If you've turned your ears to the Torah, If you pause and listen, so this is a powerful important, deep, foundational idea as to what is going on in our parsha, what is going on in our relationship with Hashem, and what is really going on on Yom Kippur as well. We need to be quiet and hear that which Hashem is commanding us through His Torah. We need to be open to the instruction. We need to be listening. Right? We say, Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. Listen. Right? It's easy to talk. It's easy to state my opinion. It's easy to pass judgment on the way things are, the way they should be. Can I listen and hear what is it that Hashem is saying to me? What is it that, what is the message Hashem wants me to get? It says the message, if you listen to words of Torah, if you are able to, to hear that which the Torah says, honestly, not place your own beliefs, your own thoughts, your own experiences onto what the Torah says, but rather actually hear and listen to that which the Torah says. The result will be that when you start to say words of Torah, when you start to share these ideas with others, when you start to speak, the wisdom will be the type of wisdom that people will be quiet and they will hear. If I can be quiet and listen... Others will be quiet and listen to what I have to say. 
Where do we learn this from? We learn this from Moses. He spent his whole life listening to the words of Torah. 40 days and 40 nights up on Mount Sinai, but really throughout the 40 years the Jews were in the Midbar. He was constantly listening, trying to hear what is God's will for me, for the people around me. How can I guide them properly? When Moshe Rabbeinu gets up to speak, not only are the people listening quiet because they're so, you know, interested in what he has to say, but even the heavens and the earth, they are also quiet. There's absolute silence everywhere. We'll see what that silence means. But there's absolute silence, and they listen. When Moshe comes to speak and tell the Jewish people, and tell the heavens and the earth, and call it out from every rooftop, what is Hashem's will? What does the covenant look like? What does it look like to, to become a servant of Hashem? What does it look like? What is the purpose of reality? Everything is silent. Everyone is silent. There's not a sound. The heavens and the earth, even though they all they usually make sounds, we'll, we'll find out what those sounds are, they're silent. And what that really means is that the spiritual realms, because that's the heavens, as we said, the physical realms, that's the earth, everything is silent. What does silence mean? I'm talking to you and you're silent. It means that, in a certain sense, you're subservient. Shema Yisrael again, means that we're not talking in our relationship with Hashem, we're just listening to that which God says. Listen, O people of Israel. Hashem, our God, Hashem is one. Whatever His will is, is what we're supposed to seek to do. Everyone is silent. The spiritual realms, the physical realms. Okay, so that's what the Medrash says. And the next part of the Medrash is, is extremely important, but I want to preface it with a question. When you say the word Torah, you know, you're saying a spiritual truth. You're saying something deep. You're saying God's will. But we could ask, you know, for example, in the Torah it says, trust in Hashem, things are going to be good. Something called Bitochen, we speak about it every week. Trust in Hashem, things are going to be good. But the physical realm is not so quiet in that regard. The physical realm says, well, you got to do a shtatlis. you got to put in efforts. You gotta do PR. You gotta put out advertisements if you want to succeed. You gotta make yourself look good. The people who are brilliant, smart, good looking, etc., those are the ones who succeed. So the physical realm is not so quiet when it comes to the Torah speaking, it seems. It seems. Right? So, so to sum up my question, what does it mean that the physical realm is quiet? What does it mean? It would seem the other way around. The physical realm argues with the Torah. seems to argue. The Torah says that there's a spiritual reality. The physical realm says, look, there's rules of nature. We want to succeed? We've got to knock over the other guy. It's a dog-eat-dog world. Call the Olim Gavar, whoever is the strongest, succeeds. Natural selection. The Torah says otherwise. So what does it mean that the Torah says otherwise? The Torah says there are rules, there are 
There's a way of interacting with others. You can't just trample other people because you want to succeed. It, it doesn't go that way. There are spiritual rules, right? So what does it mean that the physical realm listens? It's quiet. If I'm going to say perhaps the spiritual realm, but how does that apply to the physical realm? So listen to this amazing Medrash, which teaches us something which maybe you didn't know. Maybe we didn't know. The Pasuk says, the verse says in Koalis, in Ecclesiastes, chapter 3, verse 14. Hashem says, I know, or maybe King, King Solomon more accurately says, I know all that God made. It will be forever. You can't change the rules. There are physical rules to reality. And those rules remain, no matter what. But, the Pasuk ends off, and I don't have the end of the Pasuk here, but the Pasuk ends off, but Hashem made it in a way that human beings should fear Him. They should have fear in front of Him. Does it have the end of the Pasuk here? I don't see it. But the Medrash is going to use that part of the Pasuk. We'll see. Hashem created rules in reality. And the Medrash is going to go through and I'd like to read them because it's quite beautiful. Hashem has created rules in reality. And these rules define their physical realms, their physical boundaries. What does this mean when it speaks of the boundaries that were made? we find that that the Pasuk tells us that when Hashem created the water, He created the earth, so He brought the water into one location, He's, He spread back the water so that the earth should appear. There are boundaries, right? Look at a globe. Look at a, look at a map. See, there are places where the water, most of the earth is covered with water. So there are places where the land, the land is that which is dominant. And each place has its boundary. Sometimes the boundaries are pushed. There's a typhoon. There's a tornado. There are all kinds of things that push the boundaries, but for the most part, 99.9% of the time, the boundaries are clear-cut. Now, we find that the Pasuk says that Hashem sometimes makes an exception when it comes to to his to the boundaries as we just said sometimes Hashem pours out the water of the ocean onto the earth ask anyone who lives in the far Rockaway area of Long Island Hurricane Sandy had a, had a terrible impact on many people people lost their homes many places in the world Japan typhoons so many so many times the boundaries are pushed but what what is the purpose of that says the Medrash why does it happen that Hashem changes the boundaries, the regular boundaries, and causes hurricanes, and causes typhoons, and causes other, call them natural, destructive forces to be unleashed? This is in order that we fear Him. It's a wake-up. It's a moment for us to think about what's going on in the world. Why is this happening? I need to be fearful of Hashem and recognize that when boundaries are broken... If I break boundaries, it causes destruction. So, 
in the first sense, when boundaries are broken, destruction is the result. And that's true on a physical level. And just like Moshe Rabbeinu, when he says, There's a, there's a parallel between the heavens and the earth. So too when it comes to physical things, there are, there are physical realities that are paralleled in spiritual realities. So there are spiritual boundaries. When we break the spiritual boundaries, which are defined by the Torah, what, what are the mitzvahs, what are the commandments? If we break those spiritual boundaries, just like we understand in the physical realm, when the boundaries are broken, it can cause destruction and mayhem, so too that's true when it comes to spiritual realities. So these things, these destructive forces that are unleashed, are there for us to be misbundant, to contemplate and recognize something has gone awry. And why has it gone awry? Because we have done something wrong. When things go wrong in the world, when, let's say, even nations start to war with each other, Russia invades Ukraine, it means it's not respecting another boundary. But that's a physical reality reflecting a spiritual reality, that we don't have good boundaries. We don't respect each other's boundaries. We don't respect the Torah's boundaries. And the physical reality is a manifestation of the spiritual reality. But now the message says something deeper, deeper and, and incredible. Actually, before the deeper, incredible thing, but this idea that you can have a typhoon or a hurricane or something that can come and push the boundaries. I, I was recently walking along the shore of, uh, of the sea, the seashore, and they had built up a massive amount of sand on the side, a sandbar, in order to stop the water if there is a hurricane from entering into the inhabited areas. <coughs> Excuse me. What's the purpose of this? It's, it's a marshal. Medina Shemar You have a, a, an analogy to a particular part of the country that has rebelled against its king. What does the king do? The king takes a legion of his army, the toughest legion of his army. The Russians take the Wagner group, the most bloodthirsty, evil, um, they have no fear. And the king takes that group and he surrounds the Medina. He surrounds this wayward part of the country with these people so that they're, they're afraid. They're afraid for their lives. And they get a, a, a wake-up call. The other day I got a ticket parked in an illegal spot. Actually, I parked in an illegal spot without paying for the, for the parking. You know, you got to pay for that. It gives you a shake-up. Hey, I got a ticket. I got I got caught. So, it it reminds a person that when you break the law, when you break the boundary, the boundary, the boundaries, when you break boundaries, so then the response is a breaking of boundaries in response. Dabar Akher. So here's here's the deeper idea. Hashem created the world such that day is day and night is night. The boundaries are clear. Yaakov came, Jacob came 
and he caused the day to become night. Meaning, it became night before it was supposed to be night. Pasuk tells us, Hashem caused the sun to set for Yaakov before its appointed time, its regular time. He, he got to a certain place, and he rested there because the Shemesh, the, the sun had set. Our sages tell us, it had set early. Hashem wanted him specifically to rest in that location. That's where he had his dream of the, of the ladder with the angels. The idea is that sometimes Hashem changes the order of nature for a tzaddik, for a righteous individual. But Yeshua was Father Joshua turned the night into day. It was supposed to become dark. He was fighting. Pasuk says that he was in the middle of a battle. It was right before Shabbos. If Shabbos would come, they would have to stop the battle. Hashem caused the earth to stop spinning so that the sun wouldn't set. He could complete his battle. And only then it became Shabbos. Only then did the sun set. The boundaries of nature, the order of nature is changed for a tzaddik, for a righteous individual, for Yoshua. The measure says something amazing. What is the purpose of the fact that a tzaddik has the ability to this day, our great individuals, with the ability to change nature? Because of their tzitkas, because of their righteousness. Why? Why does Hashem allow that? Someone is sick. Someone is about to pass away. They go to a tzaddik, they go to a righteous individual, and the tzaddik gives them a blessing. Things change. Things turn around. How could it be? That person was really destined not to make it. But they went to a tzaddik, and things change because of that? How could it be? What's the pshat? How, did, how does that happen? Look in the stories that we'll bring here. I'm not going to read all of them. It brings the story of Elisha Navi brought the dead back to life. Eliyahu Navi, Elijah the prophet, brought the dead back to life. How can you do that? How can you make a miracle like that? The answer is that Hashem wants you to know that it's Sadiq. Somehow, if you know that it's Sadiq, can change the laws of nature, it causes us to fear Hashem. Just like when, when, the, when the docks overflow, when the dock breaks and the water comes in, people are afraid, they're running for their lives, they're, they're, they're scared for their lives. It wakes a person up. So too, when we see a tzaddik perform a miracle, Yeshua causes, he prays, he asks Hashem, I need to finish this, this battle. The sun stands... Excuse me, the sun stands still. It doesn't set. It causes us to fear. What does this mean? And how does it relate to our parsha? How does it relate to Yom Kippur? So, I'm not going to, again, I'm not going to read through all of these, but it finishes off by telling us that Moshe Rabbeinu did a similar thing. He caused... The, the, the natural boundaries, he broke those boundaries. Sometimes the boundaries are broken in, in a negative way, right? When we don't do Hashem's will. But what we see with the tzaddik is that he breaks them in a positive way. He bends the boundaries to prove that when you do what's right, when you do Hashem's will, so then you have supernatural power. And it's, 
This is really important to understand, but I'd like to read this inside. What does that mean, and why is it so important? He changed the boundaries. The heavens became, became, there was a boundary about the heavens. Human beings are not supposed to go up to the heavens. Not while they're alive. And Hashem, God, His spiritual essence, exists in the upper realms. It doesn't come down to the earth. Except in certain circumstances. But Moshe Rabbeinu was able to reverse this. It says that when Moshe received the Torah, right, that's the context, important to understand. When it comes to Torah, when it comes to hearing the Torah, it, it reverses everything. Moshe, in order to hear the Torah, went up, went up to the heavens. He rose up for 40 days and 40 nights. He didn't eat any, he didn't drink. He became like a malach, he became like an angel. He broke all the rules, he broke all the boundaries. And Hashem came down. Hashem came down onto Har Sinai. The Pasuk says, even though the physical realm doesn't ordinarily reveal Hashem, of course Hashem fills Malah Haaretz Kevoida, Hashem is the life force of reality is Hashem, but it's not evident. At Har Sinai, Mount Sinai, Hashem revealed Himself. He was evident in the world. Through whom? Who was the messenger Hashem used to allow this, to bring it about? It was Moshe Rabbein, it was Moses. So we see that it's Sadik. And what is it Sadik? We heard about it before. We heard about it before. Hita Oznoi. Moshe Rabbeinu leaned his ear to hear. She said, What is it that Hashem wants? What is Hashem's will? What is it that the Torah demands of me, expects of me, knows that I can accomplish, that I can rise to the occasion to do? That was who Moshe Rabbeinu was. He was the one turning his ear. And therefore the heavens and the earth were quiet. Even the earth was quiet. Even the earth was quiet. What does it mean? It means that we think. We think that there are certain rules. As we said before, the earth asks a question. This is my question before. The earth says, what do you mean? I don't have to be nice to people. This is business. I have to, I got to do what I got to do. I got to feed my family. Got to stay alive. The Torah says, no, don't do that. The Torah says there are rules of business. There are spiritual rules. If someone speaks negatively of your business, says the Chavis Chaim, don't speak negatively of them. Keep it quiet. If you contain yourself and do what the Torah says, which is, do not speak Lashonara, don't speak negatively of others, you can have bitachon, you can be assured, you can be confident. Hashem will take care of you. You won't lose anything by doing what's right. What does that mean? Hey, the tzaddik, he's not a big, strong guy. He's not a, he's not a, you know, he doesn't run through and smash everyone around him and, and, and win the game of life. All the way around, the tzaddik is this, he sits and he studies. He turns his ear to listen. He doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't act like a bull coming through with his opinion. And winning the game, so he should lose. The tzaddik should lose the game of life. The Torah tells us that who wrote the game of life? Who made the boundaries? It seems like there are certain boundaries and certain ways of winning. The Torah says that tzaddik wins. That tzaddik wins. 
Why? Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who created reality, created the boundaries, created the rules. And Hashem is the very same one who commanded the Torah and says, whoever plays by these rules, when you play by the spiritual rules, so then the physical reality bends to the spiritual reality. The boundaries of, physical, of the physical world are, are pushed. When you act, when you act in a way which is spiritual, something which is hard, you're you give up to somebody else. You apologize, even though the other person did what's wrong. And you find something that you did wrong yourself. When you do that, so you've pushed the boundaries in a good way. You become the tzaddik. And when you become the tzaddik, so you, you learn to fear Hashem. When we see that a tzaddik does what's right and things work out better for him because of it, it reminds us to fear Hashem. It reminds us, just like the, the devastating situation that occurs somewhere in the world can remind us to fear Hashem. When, when someone does what's right and they, they, they succeed because of it, it reminds us that the truth of what the truth is. That the truth is that the Torah is the truth. The way of God is the truth. And we need to fear Hashem. We need to try to do what's right. And if we do what's right, ultimately, things are going to be good for us. It may not happen. We may not get as famous or seemingly we may not get as famous as the guy who did the great PR. But it's going to happen somehow else. It's going to happen in a supernatural way. We won't, we won't even understand it. But it's going to happen. It's going, we're going to be successful. Just like the tzaddik has special siyat of special help. Yom Kippur, we talk about Mashiach. This is the same paftacha. Give your fear, place your fear upon all that you have created. Bring a recognition to the whole world that you, Hashem, have created them. What is, what is it talking about? It's talking about Mashiach. It's talking about a future era. What does that have to do with us? The answer is, that has everything to do with us because we need to listen. When Mashiach comes, there won't be such a Yitzhara. People will not have an evil inclination. They'll be able to hear Hashem's will naturally. But it's possible to enter that stage, that state. Now, it's possible we can say Hashem, and that's what the shepherd does. The shepherd brings, brings us up in front of the Kisei Covenant, in front of the, the Holy Throne, but it transports the future time to us. We can access a time when Hashem is king. All it requires is a bit of silence. Be quiet. He tastes the Aznach if you turn your ear to listen to that which the Torah has to say, what's the result going to be? Others around will listen. And it's not so natural because people don't listen to the quiet guy. But they will listen because it will be supernatural. It will be in an unnatural way that everyone around will want to listen. Just like the tzaddik, supernatural things happen for him. The laws of nature are broken for him. That's what it's going to be in the future, the Messianic age. And we want to draw that into our present. That's what Yom Kippur is about. That's what Rosh Hashanah is about. And how do we do that? By listening. Hey, did I keep the Torah as well as I could have this year? What can I do better? 
How can I change? How can I listen better? How can I limit my ego a little more? How can I be a little quieter and a little more receptive to God's will? How can I be a little bit more of a tzaddik? And how can I let Hashem's voice into my life? And hey, comes along with it that things change in a good way, in a supernatural way. How can I access that? That's what I'd like, I'd like to think about, I offer for you to think about. I want to bless you and I ask you to bless me. Hashem should help us that we should be able to listen and hear and see miracles. Have a great Shabbos. Gemar Chasimutayva, a beautiful Yom Kippur. This podcast was made possible through the gracious donations of listeners like you. For more podcasts like this, please visit www.arigoldwag.com or search on iTunes, Ari Goldwag.